0: Junkie Podcast fam, I'm your host, Lawrence Doan, and today we are joined by Dr. Asan Malati. Dr. Malati is a periodontist in private practice in Sydney and a founder of -of state-of-the-art precision periodontics in Chatswood. His practice is restricted to periodontics and implant dentistry. He is an honorary clinical lecturer at Sydney University and is also involved in mentorship at several graduate-level diplomas and courses. He's a recipient of the prestigious ITI grant for his postgraduate thesis, focusing on healing of hard and soft tissues around implant immediate implants. He has published several articles in well-respected international journals and has been actively involved in presenting lectures, running CPD events, and teaching undergraduate and postgraduate students and overseas trained dentists. Dr. Sam Malati, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks Lawrence, thanks for having me.
0: So, I want to dive into your CPG journey and how it all kind of started.
1: Sure, Um, well, I guess uh, if I want to go a little bit further back, uh, I'll probably have to give a bit of a background uh, about my sort of, um, you know, the education undergrads and postgrads. So I I did my uh, undergrad training uh, back in my home country, Iran, and and then, uh, after graduation i pretty much almost straight away sort of delved into uh the, the process to to migrate to australia so started the process of the adc examination so i didn't get to do much cpd back home because you know i, I pretty much started to 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 go through the process to come here so uh, uh but then since um uh, you know arriving in australia Firstly, as a general dentist, and then when I sort of um, started my postgrad, that's pretty much when I uh, got more involved in, in, you know, continuing professional uh, development. And and uh, and and um, because you know I've probably worked here as a general dentist in Australia about a year and a half. Uh, and, and then got straight into postgrad. So most of my experience actually comes a, a, as a, you know, a, a basically a, a during the post-grad and, and afterwards as a, as a specialist. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so tell me, because a lot of our previous guests talked to us about how difficult the ADC exam is, you know, <laughs> um, you know if, especially if English isn't the first and then the yep. different criteria and expectations. Talk to me about your experience with the ADC exam.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a difficult process. I mean, it's a three-step process. The that, that the English exam. You know, um, um, even though that it's you know my English has always been good, let, let's say, but but you know, it's still sitting an an exam and, and you know talking about uh, you know uh, weather or, or you know some something that is not really um, uh, you know you you talk about or think about it on a daily basis. It 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 can be a bit. Uh, a bit hard and um, especially that you know my, my english was more like into the dentistry like so with reading textbooks and then maybe uh, more involved in, in dental environments so w- when it comes to doing a, a general sort of english exam i think even some of the native speakers might might struggle to to get good marks in some of the english exams because it you know it's something that you, you know you don't really deal with on a daily basis but then uh, well, thankfully, that was good, and and then the two steps of the uh, there's the a written exam. Uh, it, all, it all it all sort of has changed since because I did that back in 2009, so it's uh, it's quite a long time now. <clears throat> and back then, I did my written exam in 2008, and then the, the clinical exam in 2009, um, which back then it was actually six days of. Uh, Wow. Uh, sort of yes a sort of osci type examination um uh, patients and and uh, uh Viva and all that so it was it was quite a journey that six days you know it was pretty much like a boot camp and
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: yeah and and the pass rate was 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 quite low uh, uh around probably around 15 to 20 percent so i remember in in the in the venue uh that we had the exam which was actually uh, uq we did it in uq um in the um uh, the, the the old dental school i think maybe it has it has sort of moved to a new place now the one in target street if, if people from from queensland would know um uh, basically uh um at the time um you know six days you know i just had a hotel near near the 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 <laughs> the, 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 the dental school and just going in and out and you know it, yeah it, it was tough and and we had to about 25 people. And I think there were, there were only four of us who passed straight and some got supplementary, which, you know, they could they needed to sort of redo some parts of the exam. Uh, but thankfully, I, I passed all three steps in, in my first attempt and, 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 and managed to sort of um, to get registered fairly quickly.
0: Wow. So yeah. then after you passed through that stressful period, right, you're coming out to work, did you work in public and private sectors at the same time? around that time? A good
1: question. Actually, no, I, 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 I mainly worked in, in uh, public before getting into uh, uh, getting into postgrad. grad And at that time, I just, you know, basically came here with a work visa initially, and and I was still not a citizen. So, um, and because i always had this sort of um, um, interest and love for Perio, I even did a uh, my undergrad thesis um, in, in in Perio, and I was always uh, uh, hanging around Perio postgrads at the time, and and basically whenever they needed you know someone to assist, you know I was always there. So I, you know, I basically was was normal flora of, of the Perio department in, in my undergrad days. So um, so that's why I always I sort of I knew what I wanted to do Perio, um, and that's why as soon as I got here, I basically Followed the the process um, sort of a bit seriously uh, to get into Perio, and for me at that point, I think I just needed a, a fairly secure uh, you know workplace and and a sort of a, a salary income. I wasn't really into making money during that year or two before I get into postgrad. So uh, and and public system was you know you know was good for, from that aspect. Mm-hmm. It also um, <clears throat> helped me to sort of uh, to transition sort of fairly smoothly into the uh, post-grad system because it's still, it's sort of a a public system. I mean, I I did it through Melbourne um, and in Melbourne um, back then we were uh, working at the Royal Dental Hospital um, of Melbourne and we were seeing basically public patients. So uh, what I learned in, in the public dentistry as a general dentist or a dental officer helped me to um, to, you know, to transition smoothly into post because the software was the same and the system was the same and all that, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you're saying uh, very early on, you already knew you kind of wanted to specialize in perio or was that something that you kind of developed later on? How did you, and if so, how did you decide that perio was the one that you wanted to be in?
1: Sure, uh, I think early on, I realized that I liked surgery um and um and then as we were going through the you know the year uh, three of dentistry because back 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 home it was basically a six-year degree and then the, the first two years were pretty much basic sciences so basically the dental um units were um uh, starting from year three so um you know by the end of year three or maybe early on in year four where we were exposed to dental topics, perio, oral surge, you know, endo restorative and all that. I, you know, started developing this interest into surgery. And, and, um, and then soon after I realized that, uh, um, that there are pretty much two pathways, you know, uh, for surgery. If you want to do surgery as a dentist, the um, one would be perio, one would be going into oral surgery or Max Fax. Um, and that's, um, and Maxvax um, similar to sort of similar to here, where you you have to be um, um, you have to do some medicine as well to to get into Maxvax, or you yeah. So I, I didn't really want to go that far because uh, I chose. To do dentistry, and um, because I didn't want to do medicine, my brother is a, is a, is a medical doctor, and, and he was older than me, so um, I knew exactly that pathway. So uh, I chose to do dentistry because I wanted to to work with my hands, or maybe basically, you know, focusing in a one sort of smaller area. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so that then the period would be the the way to go, and, and that's how I got involved more into period and and you know talking to postgrads and and um assisting and 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 being there you know all the time on my free time to and 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 then once you get it you you get exposed to those surgical procedures as an undergrad it's actually quite quite exciting um because you you get to see the the theoretical parts but you don't really get to see the the, the, you know the, the procedures in action and and then when you see them in action that's actually quite quite interesting yeah
0: Yeah, like, I mean, I'm reflecting my own um, undergraduate journey. Definitely, it was a lot of theory, but there wasn't a practical procedure where we actually got to see it in, like, live and um, be part of it. And so, um, Mm -hmm. I can imagine when you were sitting there and uh, assisting, Mm -hmm. it was completely different
1: that's right exactly exactly
0: <laughs> so so you're going you're working at the hospital and then you're thinking in the back of your mind i need to prepare I'm, I'm thinking of specializing is this what's happening and so you're going and doing your primaries are you doing other things along the way to kind of um assist you or to kind of uh maybe show uh, that you have developing interest in the perio um, prior like talk to me about that
1: cool um, yeah, so I um, when I was doing my undergrad, um, I got introduced to. I mean, we had we had a professor um, fairly young back then. I think he was in his early forties, and he had uh, done. His, yeah, he had done his PhD in uh, uh, Glasgow, and and just came back uh, to do his his public service or whatever. And, and then so he was um, he was you know just a year or two into the academic environment of our, our uni and, and he was very fresh and very bright-minded guy and, and then so um i i, I you know I, after listening to a few of his you know lectures for us i sort of uh, realized that well this is this is probably the guy that i have to you know to learn from and, and and to to try to you know get inspired by um and he had you know excellent level of english so everything was 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 spot on so um I remember I because at at around year four um, <clears throat> in our six year journey, dental journey, <clears throat> we uh, needed to 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 choose our thesis topic because we had a, a our degree was DDS, like the DDS that we have here. So you know, we had to do a like a minor thesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had to choose a topic. So m- most students were you know choosing something simple, you know, just to like a lit review or something to just you know, be able to graduate quickly but um, i think for me it was like oh you know what you know it's probably a once in a lifetime opportunity that i can do something uh, proper and then potentially um you know getting some benefit out of it down the track you know um, rather than just doing something simple and graduate faster um so i i approached him i still quite remember that day that uh he was sitting in 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 the in the period department uh and, and the students were working and he was just sitting there you know waiting for anyone to, to need needing help to to go and and help them and and I sort of approached him and uh and I said you know what uh, prof i want to do my thesis with you and at at that point he was only really supervising postgrad <laughs> students <laughs> so undergrads were not really approaching him so he, he looked at me and I was like, you can imagine, I was like a 22-year-old, you know, <laughs> just, and he was like, um, are you sure? I said, yeah, well, I like Perio and, I, you know, I, I really want to do something, um, you know, just bigger than elite tributes. Um, and and then he, um, <clears throat> uh, so obviously, we, we, you know, the, 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 uh, we weren't speaking English at, the, at at uni, we were speaking yeah, uh, Persian, my, my background is from Iran, and, and then so he, he had this uh, Lindy textbook in front of him, and then he sort of uh, pushed it towards me and said, all right, um, just um, read this two paragraph and translate it to me. And, and I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I just read it and then translated it back, and, and then said, uh, so, okay, yeah, it yeah, looks like your English is good, so um, <laughs> let, let me have a, have a bit of a think about it. And, and, and then sort of he later, that was pretty much the start, I think, I think somehow he liked me and and then so uh, he got me into uh, a a, a research that they were doing at the time mostly involving postgrads that they were doing basically looking at the uh, genetic sort of relationship between perio um, or the genetics of the perio basically so it was and and then through that I got in into uh, a a research facility uh, that were you know uh, outside of the uni that Uh, like a private contractor so um, uh, and that basically um, helped me to get in to know a lot of other people uh, which then you know probably played a good role or important role in in, you know how my thought process sort of developed Um, and and out of that uh, uh, research project I managed to actually get a publication out of it um, which was which, which was pretty unique back then as an undergrad to, to actually have a publication. So I mean, it, it ended up getting published one, one, when I graduated. But um, but even like as, as a general dentist. So um, <clears throat> and then through that uh, the the links and and the people that I knew, I continued uh, cooperating with them in their research projects um, even after uni during that few years that I was going through the uh, the ADC process and. And so eventually, when I got here uh, and um, <clears throat> and wanted to do uh, perio, uh, at that point I had like five publications or contributed in five publications, mm. um, all all pretty much perio related or um, perio oral surge related. So um, I think that helped a lot. So that I think that was a uh, probably a, a good proof that I had this sort of genuine interest into perio um uh most of my other colleagues were probably making money at that time and i was spending time at the research facility you know looking at the um uh, poly- polymorphism of the gene genes and all that Which uh, back back then people were thinking that's just uh uh you know uh, probably nonsense but i think for, for me i followed my interest and I, I think it paid
0: off so it all started from reading two paragraphs to the yes. professor <laughs> <hey>? <laughs> So you saying you did, you did, you had a fair few publications for you at that point. So did you have to do the primaries before you applied to do the specialist program or did you go? Uh, so <clears throat> um,
1: uh, I didn't end up doing it because uh, <clears throat> at the time, I think a year or two prior to um, <clears throat> me applying um, for postgrad in Melbourne. Um, um, they, they had this uh, agreement with college that um, <clears throat> uh, I, I think it sort of terminated one or two years prior to that, so it wasn't a, a prerequisite, but obviously it was highly regarded. So um, and, and then when I met the uh, um, uh, the professor, uh, the head of Imperial at uh, Melbourne Uni, um, and sort of he had a look at my resume, you know, he said, "Well." Um, i think what you have in your resume is probably already equivalent of of uh, the uh, the primaries because that the main aim you know aim of primaries just you know to show that you you want to do something more than general dentistry and then you're dedicated and you're committed to to further education i think you already have that those sort of tick boxes ticked um, however you know uh, people other people will, will apply and you know they will have you know um strong resumes as well so if you if you can do a primary that obviously w- will be another positive point for you but i think time-wise it just didn't uh didn't happen because uh, <clears throat> i think i was a bit too late um to get into the the training course and then so it just with the primary the timing of the exam and all that it just didn't happen and um and, and i sort of tried my luck uh, and, and thankfully, it worked, and so I didn't end up needing it. But if if I wasn't able to get into period that first year, my plan was to do to do primaries here yeah, for the mm. for the for the next try yeah.
0: Yeah, but to your point, like. You know a lot of people think that to specialize you have to do the primaries but to your point if you can demonstrate that you have an actual interest in it um in that field by through other means you can also demonstrate um your interest in it yeah, yeah. there
1: are <clears throat> there are some some unis that uh or for some disciplines that uh it, it's a prerequisite so you have to have it if you want to apply so i think it's a um it, it's certainly not a, a universal um uh, thing or not not a, not a mutual thing between unis i think it's very dependent on on the the course convener or, or the uni routes uh for that matter um yeah but if, if it's not prerequisite then um, obviously you know if you can demonstrate somehow that uh it's some sort of uh, uh the, you know um qualification or, or, or something that is considered or regarded as equivalent yeah that can that can work
0: so you made you 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 you're working in melbourne you make it into melbourne and yep. in specializing you're in the program now what happens
1: <clears throat> well How it was you find it yeah um it was quite different i mean um <clears throat> the the uh, one of the main differences was that our education system back in iran was very um very much like in the American system, I think it was based on that. so, um whereas in um, you know, most of the unis in Australia is, it's probably more like European type. Um, and, and that in itself is 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 quite different, especially in 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 a field like Perio. Um, and that also demonstrates it itself now, and that i as as a periodontist, I can pretty much by looking at people's work, I can tell whether they have been, Taught in the school of thoughts of of a, of a your sort of European type period uh, or, or American type period. Um, so for me, with that sort of more like an American type background uh, of education, starting at a more European type background education was was a bit uh, tough to adjust. Uh, so I, I think uh, out of the three year period, the first year I was a bit confused and I was just trying to find out. So. Uh, you know, how to, you know, how to read, what to read, you know, um, it was, it was a bit vague for me. I mean, now I understand it, but but back then it was, it was a bit vague because uh, uh, I, I think the American base is very textbook base. Um, so text, textbook is like the, the Bible and you have to, you know, know the ins and outs of it. And and, and, and if you know, then then you're pretty much fine. But, but, um, but the European system is more about articles and, and papers and all that and then as a first year postgrad you start reading and you just get confused because there's a lot of conflicting evidence and you know you just uh you just read through a paper and you think you understand something and then at the end of it the conclusion is that there is no solid evidence and there's further research needed so it just uh, at that point i think you you want or you you prefer to have something like a very streamlined very straightforward to to shape your mind but but that difference in system is that you actually your mind actually gets um, prepared to 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 think outside of the box and and and, and probably look at the, uh, the 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 science you know in the real way that it's it's just a, a try and error and you know most of it is just um, you know based on 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 some evidence and maybe there's not enough evidence on some of them and then you just have to find your way.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah. And then so you're finding your way through the the three years right as yeah. as most um, special uh, gra- uh, postgraduates will find yeah. it um did you find it challenging it was kind of okay was how are the hours like
1: um yeah so <clears throat> it was challenging because um, um well first of all you know financially it's it's always a challenge to do postgrad um uh, I mean some unis I think there is a um, um I think they there's uh, you know you you may not even pay tuition fee uh, or you may even get paid uh, as, a, as a registrar for example but but in Melbourne I think we, we didn't really have that system back then I think they, they're probably going through some changes now but but basically we have, we had to pay you know a hefty tuition fee um and at the same time you you couldn't really work because you know I was I was just doing um, half-day Saturdays uh, at a dental practice close to home. And um, I specifically requested, I don't want to do anything complex because I I just don't want to to (laughs) do that. Yeah, I just want to come here you know, eight o'clock to 2 p.m., just see checkup cleans and and bite wings, and then that's it. So, uh, And if there's anything, if there's a crown needed, if root canal needed, you guys can handle it. So i just refer to you, say, uh, yeah, I just wanted, you know, just a a, a fairly smooth um, uh, income to come through just to to help us to get through it. And at at the time, my wife was doing her PhD at Monash University. And so she was basically doing post-grad as well. Um, she had thankfully she had uh, scholarships so that that was helping. but uh, but but uh, but even then, I mean financially it's always a, a big commitment uh, um, and you pretty much just try to uh, you know to, to have the ends meet and, and just trying to go through that that three year. yeah.
0: Yeah, well, talk to me about that because you know that's for a lot of um, people that are thinking about it, you know, mm. they've graduated from university, undergraduate, massive school debt right? Yeah. Then they got to contemplate another three years of it. And mm-hmm. right. And to your point, your partner is also like, how does that discussion with your partner kind of go? What's your, what are you thinking? And
1: yeah, well, I think one, um, probably one, one thing in, in our favor was that I didn't have an undergrad debt, um, because I, I, I didn't study here. So for my undergrad so i think that was something but at the same time i didn't have the 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 family support that you know you you can potentially get here if you are living here or you're born here and and you know you have the family here because you know you know some people if they're living in they or studying in postgrad in their own uh, city that their family are living maybe they can just move in with parents you know you know just just do something that you know so that they don't have to, to pay rent and etc et etc cetera, et cetera. but uh, but for us um, <clears throat> um I think I, 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 I had this huge interest for a period that I, I, I was ready to to sacrifice for a few years and um even though that you know financially it definitely pays off um eventually but uh, I think back then I was like you know I want to follow my interest, um and um you know I might financially be a few years behind but but you know in, in the long term it probably doesn't matter i think if if you if you you make if you make a few, uh, if you, make, uh, uh, few uh, you know good financial decisions down the track you know in in other aspects of the life like property and etc etc you know you can well you know compensate that you know and then so um and there is this Time, I think there's this golden time that is. Um, <clears throat> I believe that exists. I mean, there, there are some people that get into post grad at, at a later age, and they can still be, uh, you know, go through it successfully and, and and be very successful. But I think for majority of people, um, if you want to do post grad, I think you you have to you have to at least get in get into it before the age of thirty. Um, because then then other life commitments come coming come into place. You know, you you get married, you know, the the prospect of having kids and, and all that. And then as you become more and more involved in a in a bit of a more committed life, then there, you know, other financial commitments basically just they just get worse and worse over time. They don't get easier. So uh, unless you have a you know a, a very rich family that you can support you throughout the whole process and even even afterwards, I think the sooner you get into it, uh, it's probably probably better and easier because you're less committed financially. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because a lot of the people in my demographics um, are female, right, and they have to consider these things that it's not exactly. a three years that they have to take yeah, on. Yeah.
1: That's exactly true. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the same for for my wife because uh, um, she was doing shuk. Show- so her PhD actually took five years, so more, more a lot more than mine. That was three years. And and uh, um, I mean, if um, if she had not done it at that time, I think and left it maybe for another few years, she probably you know couldn't have done it at all because of you know other things that happen in life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So. You're going through the uni, um, you're going through the under, uh, the postgraduate course, right? In, in, uh, Perio, historically, it didn't involve a lot of implants, you know, it was a lot more um, the clean, the the grafting, all of that. Talk to me how you've kind of seen that trans- transition over time and, yeah, if that kind of uh, was incorporated into the program as well.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think I started perio in the um in the era that implants were already into the perio programs uh, probably um, you know actively um maybe 5 6 years prior to me maybe it wasn't uh, like that but um so I I think it was sort of lucky and fortunate from that aspect that so we had formal training about uh Uh, about implants and and we had uh, uh, very good, um, you know, mentors and, and, uh, um, and, you know, some very well respected internationally. So, um, uh, so that, that certainly quite, you know, helped quite a lot. But um, I think with, uh, with perio and implants, if I mean perio um, more talking about the the, the more advanced sort of uh, grafting type, uh, you know, procedures, not just the non-surgical perio. Um, it, it's its such a um, evolving um, um, field that, um, you know, I'm, I'm probably biased, but I think uh, out of all the other specialties, the, 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 the way that, you know, the perio has changed over the past 10, 15 years is just crazy. And, you know, there's probably not, not, not a great deal has changed in, in for example endo or, or peds or you know, maybe restorative yes also that's there's a lot of new materials techniques and innovations but i, I think perio is one of the ones that um, there's been massive changes and and and, um, uh, and for me uh, that i graduated in 2011 and now um uh, basically i'm you know just past the 10 years um, um, being a periodontist so that's um, <clears throat> that basically uh, a, uh, that was an issue that um, I needed to up you know keep myself updated uh, because things were changing so rapidly so um, I, I thought that I'm quite up to date, you know uh, uh, but then soon after like it like two years after graduation, I, I was just like, man this this is what is happening around me?'m I'm, I'm, I'm considered a, a fresh graduate and I'm you know I'm hearing things and I'm seeing things that are, haven't been exposed to during, during postgrad. So So, um, and, and that journey of, of learning is basically, uh, I thought that it ended once I finished, <laughs> finished perio and, and then submitted my thesis, but apparently it's not. And it's just a starting point. And, and still, it's still the same for me. I mean, there's, there are certain things and certain procedures that probably haven't changed much over the past few decades, but there are other, other parts of perio and implant that are Continually changing, and and I have to even as a specialist, I have to keep myself updated with that. I have to read, I have to, you know, uh, uh, attend conferences and you know, watch, um, you know, you know, live videos and and uh, you know from from the people's uh, uh, opinion leaders and experts, and then basically keep myself updated all the time.
0: Yeah. Because it's interesting that you mentioned that during your undergrad you already had the implants kind of training you there. Because when I went through it, oh we, sorry,
1: um, no no no, I I thought you were asking you, about the postgrad.
0: Yeah, the, okay, the postgrad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh,
1: not through through undergrad, not really. No, so um, um, I think because my I started my undergrad in nineteen ninety nine and finished in two thousand five. Um, I, I mean we we had some theoretical. Um some theory about, about implants, and I've probably observed postgrads at the time, you know, placing through implants and uh, but even back then, I think there were even postgrads only had few mentors, you know, probably out of a dozen that they were happy to supervise or they were experienced enough to supervise for implants. So, um, but that was during the undergrad I'm talking about. So um, <clears throat> as an undergrad no, I wasn't really exposed to implants much. It was mostly, afterwards and during post-grad yeah
0: right yeah because like i think when i I think back to when i was learning about perio back at uni it was very little about implants like i said to you earlier it was about grafting the you know the cleaning and all of that Mm. it wasn't until i kind of came out and i kind of seeing this perio field Mm. kind of develop and kind of go into more of these kind of aspects because you know as they say you know soft tissue is the issue and that's how the yeah. field is kind of growing. Mm, mm. Um, but okay, so let's let's talk about it. you graduated now, okay? Mm. So what's it like to graduate as a specialist? You know, do do you prefer to set up your own shop, work for someone else first or work with a team of specialists? Like what happens? Mm.
1: Well, yeah, th- then the next challenge begins and, and then <laughs> um the the, well, the the thing is that most of the uh, dental specialties are, are referral based. So that's, um, um, and that's something that you, you probably don't realize the importance of it until, until you're out. And, 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 uh, so that requires, you know, uh, even if you are the best periodontist in the world, I mean, people have to know you, you know, to, to, to refer to you and, you know, you have to, you have to then basically introduce yourself and, and, uh and, and let people know what you do and 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 uh, um and be involved and and so that's again start of a, a process of um uh, um you know that which which you know as a sort of new graduate uh specialist um it, it's it, it takes some time it takes you know at least a few years so that you you find your foot and you you have uh, um people trusting you and there's, there's always um people that are you know much more senior than you and and uh so um as someone young and and uh, the new kid in the block obviously you know uh, you know you have to prove yourself so that people are convinced to to refer to you um uh, uh you know you once you come out you, you might have a few friends and you might have a few undergrads that you have sort of taught during the postgrad and and but that's that's not enough to 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 earn a living out as a referral based practice in, in referral based practice. so um so so most postgrads um, understandably, most graduates after yeah, postgrad uh, understandably um, start uh, at um, at other specialist practices, um, uh, which I think is, is 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 the right way. It's like you know be, you know as a general dentist when you graduate, uh, no one would go and open up their own practice. you know just you just need to learn the the process and you just need to learn how things work uh it's just a different environment obviously but uh but still that learning curve exists and also you just need to you know you need to build up your confidence um, um it's uh the, the, the way you treat patients or <clears throat> uh, you know deal with it uh, in the hospital system and the, and the training situation is certainly different than you know in a, in a private setting when you're involved you know with the patient financially uh, so those are the things that even if you have worked uh, quite a long time as a general dentist and you have that that sort of experience but still uh, as a specialist is, is different and also the, the challenge is that as a specialist you have two uh, groups of people to satisfy uh, and, and once your, your your patients and then your referring dentist i mean you're referring colleagues uh, obviously they, they see your work and they see the outcome of your work and and the <clears throat> they get feedback from the from the patients you know um and um, so you have to um, you know you have to you have to present yourself as as someone that is um confident and someone that can do and can can help if, if they are in need so, uh and that's you know that, that that's a lot of pressure especially as, as a new specialist uh, graduating coming into into the world of the uh, sort of specialist uh, dental so uh um but but i guess you know most people find their way and you know you, you gradually build up your confidence and then uh then then there will be a time that some people start their own uh practice or some might decide just just to continue to you know to work with uh, with a different you know, with, a, with, a, with a group practice or you know with, the, um, with other people as the owners probably
0: yeah i mean you were studying I'm, i mean postgraduate in melbourne you're building you're building connections you're building you know you're tutoring like the undergraduates as well you're building this network but then you moved to sydney
1: <laughs> that's actually quite right so um uh so that was a, a a decision like a family decision that we had to make for different different reasons. and 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 that was uh, f- from the, the, the my work aspect that was actually very hard, a very hard decision. So uh, I mean there were, there were pros and cons and, and then eventually we decided that uh, we come to Sydney again for multiple reasons. but then um, then it, my my job was much harder here because i I pretty much knew no one and um especially that i had not done my undergrad here so i i didn't even have any friends from the undergrad days yeah. so so uh it, it was hard but again um i think it it's a it's a gradual and, and slow process and you know you just uh, uh gradually build it up and, and and thankfully it worked out fine
0: yeah like i mean that's kudos to you you know coming from a foreign country coming to australia and then you know you're 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 just constantly um you know pushing yourself yep. into these tough environments and you're still thriving mm-hmm. in these environments
1: it, it so, was tough uh, so but but this is the last stuff i'm not going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done it enough
0: <laughs> yeah so you're working so like you say you go through the same kind of process you go work for a group of specialists You kind of learning from those senior above you and you're kind of building this connection and now you're in a situation where you're um, the opportunity of opening up your sh- own shop comes mm-hmm. about and tell me about that you know what are you thinking like because that, that's probably something that some specialists also, you know, who are graduating thinking about too at some point.
1: Sure. Um, <clears throat> I think if you're, um, if you want to have your own office uh, and basically be your own boss, if you have that mentality, I mean, and, and there's not nothing wrong about not having that mentality, I think it's a very, very personal decision. And again, very, very multifactorial. So, um for, for me personally it was uh, i thought that that's the way to go and and uh, um i think it it, it it comes a time that you you feel that um uh, pl- probably clinically you you have that you have built up the the, the confidence and also um you you probably um, know enough people to to um to start the process and and then you know let make them aware that that you know you have opened up your own office and, and then um and then start from there and but but uh, it, for most people and and it was the same for me um it's it's probably hard to to start your own office and then basically just work from that office from day one you know you still need to do you know a few days here and there um and uh, and um at the time i think i was working i was doing even like once i am i'm living in sydney what i was doing once a fortnight in wollongong i was working in Campbelltown, i was working in parramatta so especially as as a uh, as a specialist i think it's if if you're lucky enough to work you know to to start in one place and just stay in, in, in around that suburb i think that's that's obviously good but most of the time it doesn't happen and um, I, I traveled a lot um and I think that's at the time it was it was it was hard to do a lot of traveling between different practices uh but I think the good thing about it was that I, I actually got exposed to you know a, a, a much wider um you know a group of dentists you know in in terms of different locations and and then, so when I was working in Wollongong, you know, people in Wollongong got to know me when I was working in Parramatta, people in West and Campbelltown, people in Southwest. And so basically then that that all helped, I think, you know, eventually when I opened my office, even though that, you know, p- people from I probably have maybe just uh, less than a handful of people that are still referring from Wollongong to chats with and I I I have this joke with them that you know what you, you don't have to because you know so the, you, you don't have to convince your patients and but then we have built up this this personal relationship and they, they trust me so they're kind enough to to convince the patient to come all the way to see me but um, um so even though that they don't they don't necessarily end up being the re- refers once you open up your office it's it's all about the word you know the 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 word of mouth and also you know they they have colleagues and they talk to their colleagues and you know their colleagues talk to their colleagues and you know or they have mutual patients here and there on the dentists working from different locations so, so i've had many um referring dentists that um <clears throat> i have many referring dentists now that um for example at the time they were working in you know close to Wollongong, yeah, and now they they're in chatswood so uh, you know, and then uh, they realize that oh, I'm in Chatswood, so th- they uh, got this referral from. Them. It was like, well, this guy was used to used to work in Wollongong. How come they, they're in Pacific small Chatswood? Well, you know, they've moved, so like 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 I did. So, um, yeah, eventually, once you you know people know you and and they like you and they trust you, I think they they refer you. And and there's there's uh, I think there's enough dentists around, and um, that um, you know, as a specialist you know you, you you can't obviously you can't keep everyone and you can't make everyone happy but i think there will be some people that uh, like me like my way of working or you know and and there will be uh, some people that like uh, john smith's uh, uh, way of working and they will be their loyal referrer and there will be some that will be my lawyer refer
0: mm, i see so i'll change um a little bit so there's so much content out there right i mean in terms of cpd courses and you know for a dentist to kind of pick what kind of cpd courses uh that are best suited for them what would you say
1: um it depends on if you're getting into a totally new um, um area that you haven't really been exposed to before or it's something that you already know and you want to sort of uh, master a bit more in it so for example um you know as as a freshly graduated general dentist you really haven't been exposed to to implants so you really need to um that's a different scenario that if you are for example looking into advancing your skills in, in endo because at least you have done some endo and you you have definitely more understanding of endo as opposed to implants, so I think that's, uh, it, it's sort of uh, the, the the journey would be different for something that you haven't really been exposed to. I think um, um, probably, in my opinion, the right way to do would be just 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 um, to attend, um, you know, few short courses like one or two days, just to 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 get an idea, to get a bit of a glimpse of what the whole uh, hype is about, and and whether you're actually it's something that that interests you or not before committing to a, a, a more sort of long-term or probably more costly sort of a, a diploma or, 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 or course. Um, but once you've done a few um, uh, sort of short weekend courses and, and you you feel that, you know, that's something that interests you, I think that it, it's best to to invest in, in a proper uh, sort of learning process, you know, different fields, obviously, uh, the different you know learning opportunities are um available some you know might be through ada some might be through unis or even some very good sort of private um you know education facilities now exist and and, and that's actually that's actually amazing because i think that yeah, it, again this is this is something that wasn't really there even like five years ago even like certainly not 10 years ago so um I, I personally um, um, cherish and I personally I think i happy with the fact that the education is not anymore just happening through the unis um, uh, because, you know, even though that's the, the official formal education is good, but I think in this day and age, um, you know, similar to what has happened to you know, we we probably don't really look into physical textbook much anymore. You know, everything is online. Uh, that, that is something that you know has happened to our uh, education process as well. Although that is, you, you need to have a formal education and a formal degree, but then advancing that uh, doesn't really have to be through a very formal system. Um, and and uh, you know, um, you can you can use different uh, platforms to 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 learn from and and i think by having that variety you actually get exposed to to uh, things that you probably um, you know wouldn't be exposed if you just go through one of those platforms or if you go through a, a uni process necessarily so um i think that that, that, that it's good that there is you know a abundance of options out there uh, uh you know certainly you have to do your your research and, and basically talk to people <coughs> who have done different courses to find out for example you know if you want to do something about implants and if you want to do something long term about implants uh, more of a, a diploma type thing rather than just a short weekend course You know, which of the ones that are available in let's say in australia are, are probably you know more solid so you have to do your research and, and find out which one suits you but uh but the fact that there's this abundance of opportunities, I think that that's good, and that also creates um, competition, and, and that makes the educators actually work harder. Uh, which, when things go just through uni, I think because <clears throat> because of that lack of competition, I think sometimes you you just feel that the system is a bit slack and a bit you know it's just not really updating themselves, just because. And, and I'm involved in uni teaching as well so and don't get me wrong but i think that's just sometimes that, that that when the system it doesn't have much competition it just gets a little bit stuck and 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 resistant to change whereas uh when there are multiple options around and uh, a bit of competition that actually you know makes us educators to 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 actually work harder and, and try to deliver better better education
0: yeah i mean talk to me because you're in, there's not a lot of perio kind of courses out there, right? But you've run a soft tissue course in the past. You've yep. run a foundation course. That yep. was a fair few modules. Can you talk to me about behind, you know, what your thoughts were behind that? Because you've talked about it a little bit, but in these ones in particular, how were you trying to structure these ones to kind of get people on board?
1: Sure. Uh, well, we came up with this idea to, to run it through ADA To you know, to be more accessible and and you know, um, probably more affordable, um, uh, because there was not mm, such a thing around at least in Australia. I mean, that's um, um, and maybe even again five six years back, there wasn't much uh, around around the globe about soft tissue, probably like a a proper course. Um, But um, but as you you must have seen, and most of your audience uh, must have seen that, uh, you know, soft tissue has become a a, a big thing, you know, over the past uh, five, six, seven years. And, 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 and rightfully, because, you know, we, more and more, we realize how important it is, you know, um, uh, around teeth and also around implants. So, um, so we felt that there's this gap in, 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 in knowledge, um, uh, that mm, certainly for general dentists uh, uh, they don't get exposed at all uh, and then they 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 get into trouble <clears throat> with their simple restorative work around the tooth that has a periodontal problem for example um to you know getting into trouble when you're doing implants or you know further you know with your maintaining your implants so um so that that gap in knowledge basically just prompted us and a few of my colleagues to to come up with uh, uh with that set course and I'm sort of um, working on, on a few other ones to to you know that hopefully by mid-year or the end of this year you know we'll, we'll be able to 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 present it um and to 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 put forward so that you know we, we can even have more options available and uh, and more courses for people to choose depending on the time and the, the amount of um, basic commitment they want to put into it.
0: Yeah. So, all, I mean, I want to come back to you for a second about has there been any particular CPD course that, that was a game changer for you that you were like, wow.
1: Um. <clears throat> uh, no, no, I... I I can't I can't think of one uh, I probably can think of few that have sort of shaped my way of you know doing a particular process uh, procedure uh, I can't think of one that I can say well that was the game changer um, and, and that's that's probably because um, you know I'm, I'm sort of that that might happen more for a general dentist because you know they you have a, you know, you have probably have a, 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 let's say not, not in a bad way, a shallow level of informational knowledge about everything. Uh, but then as a, as a, as a specialist, you have probably a deeper knowledge about the smaller field. Uh, so that means then, so you once you get introduced to, to new techniques or new materials and all that, so you don't, you don't get surprised that much because, you know, you, you have that sort of deeper knowledge about, uh, the, about them, but then, um, um yeah there, there have been few um courses or, or people that you know i've met or learned from that have sort of influenced me um greatly and 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 um you know and then that's that has certainly helped to shape you know who i am now as, as a clinician yeah
0: mm-hmm. and is that more like the soft tissue side of things is that more the implant side of things or is that someone within australia mm-hmm. someone overseas like
1: oh. Well, I, I think all around. Uh, I mean, uh, and, and, and uh, w- with regards to different different topics. First of all, I, I think it's uh, for people who who, who know Stephen Chen. I have to uh, name him and, and give credit to him. Um, <clears throat> he was my uh, he was one of the mentors in in, in uh, Melbourne Uni. Uh, he's a periodontist, uh, experienced periodontist, and a, a, a very well respected implant. Uh, surgeon and uh, he up until last year he was the um, head of the ITI for, for four years um, so um, I, I was fortunate to have him as a mentor as, as, as part of postgrad and, and I think any, any Melbourne uh, period or postgrad um, would sort of say that, that uh, that's you know it was very good to have uh, Stephen as, as one of our mentors and I, I did my postgrad thesis with him as well uh, which again you know made him made me sort of be more involved with with him uh on a on a, a bit of a closer level um you know going to his practice you know um you know after work you know to, to just go through that the, my thesis and all that so and also you know doing the, the parts of the research that he needed to be directly involved in so i think he he sort of influenced me a lot um uh, to to be a a better periodontist and a better clinician and probably um you know um helped me to 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 try to at least to try to, to to think a little bit outside of the box sometimes uh so i, I really give credit to him i think that's if you want, want to name one person that would be Steve. <laughs>
0: that's that's incredible um yeah so what's your kind of current ideal clinical day kind of looking like what's the type of procedures you're kind of getting up to
1: Sure. Um, because I am, I think gradually you you tend to attract referrals, um, more for the procedures that you 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 do more often or you know you 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 enjoy more. So, um, uh, so because I'm, I, I enjoy soft tissue work quite a lot, and and, uh, um, uh, I'll probably talk talk to. Uh, about soft tissue, a lot on or gave lectures or you know CPD courses ab- about it. So um, I do get a lot of referral uh, f- uh, for that. I think the the general sort of perio side of the thing is is always there. Is is basically the bread and butter of, of uh, periodontal practice, uh, and and implants also the same. I think that's that um, that's happens on a on a routine basis. Um, uh, but then, that my personal interest, I think, is in soft tissue, and I do enjoy quite a lot and to, to play with it and then try different, you know, suturing techniques and and, and uh, try to you know um, uh, to to be better every time that I, I do it and then try to uh, to sort of uh, uh, I sometimes even you know um, spend a lot of time looking at the photos after the surgery um you know in high magnification and uh, zoom in you know five times just to look at my the 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 knots on my sutures or you know where for example the flap was slightly torn or why it it happened, or how how can i do it better next time or how can i avoid this this issue or you know when we get a complication just you know going through that and and thinking about it just try to, to minimize it next time so um, yeah, so that that part I think I really enjoy, and I uh, because I enjoy it, I, I I talk about it a lot, and I present uh, a lot about it, and and I get a lot of referrals about it, which I'm happy.
0: <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So if you could share some words of wisdom to your younger self, what would it be?
1: Um, I think I would say if you have a particular interest um and if you for example if you are thinking of about specializing if, if you find your interest in something uh, and that the, the proper way of doing it would be specializing don't uh don't hesitate i think that the, the three years um of um, no income and and maybe even paying tuition fees and and uh, probably struggling financially uh first of all it will definitely pay off financially later on uh, but then um uh, um, I think personally I, I, I've always been a, a, a person that I wanted to get sort of deeper into what I, what I do. So I probably would have gone crazy if I was a general dentist because I couldn't be good at all those different types of procedures. And, and so uh, I think for me, it was the right choice to, to to specialize because I wanted to do a smaller, you know, uh, probably variety of procedures, but but be be good at them. And and, and, um, and if someone has that sort of mentality, I think uh, don't hesitate because uh, uh, it's dentistry is just changing so much and there's so much knowledge and there's so much uh, uh, stuff out there that, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's just so overwhelming and, and you can't be, you know, you can't be good at good at all of that. And, and then uh, if you have that sort of sort of perfectionist mentality, which we probably all share to some extent and that's why we're dentists then you might uh, you might struggle uh, mentally if, if you can't be good at all of that so even if you don't want to specialize you know just pick those areas of interest that you you think you're good at and that interests you and, and you know makes you excited uh, and even if you're physically tired after if, if after a procedure at least you're you know mentally satisfied that you you have done that and you have done it better than last time if, if, if you're going through that i think you're in the right direction
0: awesome well dr asana Maladi, thank you for coming on the show today if you could let the people know how they can find you or what you've kind of got going on in your life
1: sure so um um so my practice in chatswood i'm now in full-time private practice although it uh, sort of helped the uh, sydney uni grad dip uh implant uh course uh on a part-time basis and have people who are sort of on metal throughout that um so um if you know people your audience are in sydney uh, feel free to to get in touch with me uh, my email address is uh, dr malati at uh, precision um and um, my website our web practice website is precision periodontics.com.au um, or just search my name and you will certainly find me in chatswood um, and um, you know feel free to come for a visit we, we have visitors and we have people coming to observe all the time so um, we're pretty open to that
0: if you like this episode drop a comment below on your favorite part or leave a review don't forget to share it with your friends and we'll see you in the next episode of cp junkie podcast